This is Bishop Collins from the House of Worship in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Thanks for tuning in to our broadcast tonight. Uh, we have a wonderful word from the Lord for you tonight. And the title of our message tonight is Let His Light Shine. Man, the, the world that I live in uh, is so dark and it's getting darker. And we are, we are, yes, you and I, believer, the authentic believer, uh, the remnant church, if you will. Uh, we are the light of the world, uh, the Christ light shining through us, if you will. And it's time for us to let our light shine. It's time for us uh, to uh, step forward in faith and in boldness uh, for the glory of Jesus Christ. So let's go and check out this message. I think you're gonna find it to be a blessing. And I'll be back to talk to you in just a few, in a few minutes. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that light was good. And then jump to verse 14. Then God said, somebody say God said. God said. Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Maybe see in the house of God. So I, I want to make uh, the argument today that this scripture is not simply a picture of God in his creative moment from quote unquote the beginning of time. We see two things here. One that the very first thing that God does, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the triune God, those are at least three sides of him that, that we are aware of. The very first thing that he does is he says, he commands, let there be light. And as we get to verse 14, we see him making a, a, a differentiation, if you will, and establishing two greater lights. He's establishing the sun and the moon. And if you look at it from first glance, you would think this is simply a, a historical um, documentation of God create his creation of the world at the beginning of time. I want to declare to you today by the power of the Holy Spirit that while this is certainly that in the name of Jesus Christ, it is the first thing that God has done, the first thing that God has commanded, he's revealing in the name of Jesus Christ inside of time by the Holy Scriptures to us in this moment that light is significant or that the absence of darkness is significant to God. The first thing that God commands in all of creation as it's captured by time, as it's captured by the Holy Scriptures inside of time as we know it, the first command is let there be light, which means obviously that the absence of darkness is important to God. 
I declare to you today, not only is he doing that, but he's also, in the name of Jesus Christ, proclaiming the birth of physical illumination in the name of Jesus Christ inside of the box that we call time. He's declaring the, the physical birth of illumination, but also commanding the revelation, the presentation, and the creation of the light of. The light of day. The light of heaven. The light of life. The light of prosperity. The life of instruction. The life of God's face. And more importantly, the light of God's person. He's not simply creating, but he is establishing himself in the creation. The first thing that he says is, let there be light. Or in other words, let me be. For I am the light of the world. Let me be. Let the creation understand that it is me and it is me alone. Let his light shine. So a couple of things I think that, that the Holy Spirit would like to have us get out of this today. As we say on Wednesday night and... If you're not coming on Wednesday, I certainly would encourage you to do that. Because we want to read through the Word of God. We want to understand what it is that God is saying. We want to understand what he means by what he says. But after we have done that, that's great. It's important for what's the application of that to my life today. What do I do with that? I, I, I love the, the, the idea of whenever I hear the Word of God, whenever I read the Word of God, to ask the question, so what? So what does that mean to me? What, 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 do, what do I do with that? And so what we want to do with that today in the name of Jesus Christ as we hear from God is we want to grab a hold of it and we want to make sure that we are letting his light shine. First of all, I, I find it significant that it begins with, creation begins with, and the fourth day of creation begins with these two words, God said. And now we can just go right past it if you want to just fly right past it, but I choose not to do that in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's just sit down on that for a moment and think about who it is and what's going on here, that God, that we can grab a hold of who God is. And, and for, to a great deal, this will mean more or less to you based on who God is to you and what your relationship is with God. So if God is simply something that's out there somewhere and I, this is, I come to church because it's the right thing for me to do, I feel like and you know, if, I, if I do come to church, I'll get blessed from, from doing that by this thing that's out there somewhere that has a completely different meaning to, to you and I than if we understand that this is our personal creator. This is our personal creator, the one that spoke us into being whose life and death is in his mouth for us and for the entirety of the world, that our future, our destiny forever is in his hand, that there is one true living God, not many gods, not several gods, not a, com not, not a competitive thing with God. There's only one God, and he rules it all. He holds it all in his hands, all of the universes, all of the the galaxies, all of the stars, as far as we can see and much farther in the name of Jesus Christ, that whenever he speaks, I think it's significant and important that we should listen. For my own personal life, when I run across God said, when I run across the book that God left behind, I want to sit down and do my best to understand it for in the name of Jesus Christ. If I can understand what God said and understand what he meant and then apply it to my life based on his word, I think I got a pretty good shot of walking in the fullness of 
what it is that God has designed for me. God said. God said something. Elohim is the word in the Greek, which means the true God. Not, not, not your God, not my God, not their God, not his God, but just God. Capital G, capital O, capital D. There's only one, the all-powerful God, the all-knowing God, the ever-present God, the one who's everywhere at the same time that knows everything before we do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Not just tomorrow, not just next week, not just next month, but 40 years from now, the name of Jesus Christ. Not just then, but even 100 million, billion, trillion years into the future. He's there right now in the name of Jesus Christ with all power in his hand, knowing exactly what's going to happen. That God said something. God said, this God, he, God, God who spoke to, to, to himself, the God who spoke to Abraham, the God who spoke to Adam, the God who spoke to Jacob, the God who spoke to Moses, the God who spoke, speaks to the kings, the God who speaks to me, the God who speaks to you. This God is talking. He's talking then, he's talking now. In this moment, God is talking. God's got something to say in the name of Jesus Christ. Is anybody listening? God is talking, and it is critical that we know what he said, and not only what he said, but what he meant by what he said. Hebrews 4 and 12 says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Or in other words, what the Hebrew writer is saying, that God's word gets to the root of a thing quickly. God's word gets to the motive of a thing quickly. God's word gets to what the real situation is quickly. God's word determines a, a tr a, the, the, the truth from a lie quickly. God, God said, what did God say? God said here in, in the first chapter of Genesis, in the scriptures that we just read, if I could paraphrase God, God said, let the light shine. Let the light shine. And because there's no other light but his light, I, I, I said, let, let his light shine or let my light shine. God is saying here in this moment, in the moment of creation, let his light shine. Let my light shine. I came to tell you today that I, I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was not just speaking for this particular moment, but he is speaking a voice that reverbs across time and eternity that we are to let his light shine. Let his light, let, 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 the, let the light shine. We see here that there are different kinds of light. We see here that there's a, there's, a, there's a greater light, there's a lesser light, there's the stars that are in the sky. I want to say to you today that even in the world that we live in, as we navigate through life, that we will encounter different kinds of light. I really want to break it down just into two categories, and that is the consistent light and the intermittent light. You know, some, some light, you turn it on and it just stays on. Huh? You flip the switch, man, and it, it won't go off until I come back and flip the switch. Huh? But occasionally we run across some lights that they, 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 they flicker. Uh, they're on sometimes and they're off sometimes. They're on sometimes and they're off sometimes because there is a problem with the connection. Help me, Jesus. Hmm? Huh? And I'm saying to you today, the Holy Spirit is saying to us today 
that God wants you and I as believers to let the light shine, but to let the light shine in a consistent manner, not in an intermittent manner. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Uh, do, 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 I, do I have to go there? Do I have to tell you what I mean? The, the consistent one is the one who's the same on Monday as he is on Sunday. Help me, Jesus. He's the same on Wednesday as he is on Thursday. The one who's intermittent, you, you, you catch him one day, they're one way, you catch him the next day, there the next day that the, the consistent one is sold out in the, in, in the name of Jesus Christ on the word of God. He's following. She's following Jesus. I came to tell you today that the light does not negotiate or compromise with the darkness. He says, let, 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 let my light shine be a consistent light. And I want you to know today as we read through creation, because God doesn't do anything that's not necessary in the name of Jesus Christ. There is a need. There is a need for the light in the world. There, there's a need for the light in the world in, in, in Genesis chapter 1. And there is a need for the light in the world today. There's a need for light because light helps us to see and, and to see more accurately. We even feel most secure when there's light around us. There is a heavenly light that God wants you and I to shine, a holy light, a light that gives light to the entirety of the world. The world is, 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 is wrapped in darkness and looking for a light. Hmm? This is the light that's his light. That light is the truth of his word. That light is the light of the cross. That light is the love of Jesus Christ. That light is the compassion of his person. And that light shows us the way to salvation and to the abundant life that Christ died on the cross for you and I in the name of Jesus Christ. This light reveals the power of God. This light leads us to the abundant life in the name of Jesus Christ. This light is the joy of the Lord manifested in all men and women. This is the light of Jesus Christ. Let my light shine. Let my light shine. I want to share this with you with these lights. We see these two lights. We see, we see the, the greater light and the lesser light. And obviously today we can go outside. At night we can go outside. And that's the sun and that's the moon in this creation moment. I want to say to you today that as we let his light shine in the name of Jesus Christ, that today Jesus is the greater light. And the authentic follower is the lesser light. Oh, help me, Jesus, huh? For the moon is simply a reflection. Oh, God. The moon is simply a reflection of the sun. Uh, just as we are simply a reflection of him. Uh, if you take away the sun, the moon has no light. If you take away Jesus, we have no light. And so God is saying to you, authentic believer, the lesser light, the one who is simply reflecting the light of Jesus Christ, let my light shine. Uh, my light wants to get out. My light wants to shine. If, if you got the light, Brother Wayne, he's trying to get out. He wants to get out. He, he wants in the name of Jesus Christ to, to, for you to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I got this thing on the inside that's dying to get outside. He said, let the light, let, let, the, let, the, let the light shine. 
A lot of people have been asking questions and wondering about uh, how the Home for the Homeless Children in Mexico is going. I want to thank all of you who, so many of you that have supported us both with prayers and with your financial support. I want you to know that the, the project is moving forward rapidly. Uh, we have uh, purchased uh, 14 acres of property. We did that in December of last year and the building has already begun. So we're hoping to be complete uh, by the end of the summer and, and the worst scenario by the end of the year. I want you to pray about prayerfully uh, continuing support if you've, already been, if you've already been giving, but if you haven't been, to, to join us, to partner with us, uh, to help us to build this home that's going to have an incredible impact for the children uh, in that area. So thank you in advance for your support, for your prayers, and for your financial support. Thank you. And Ephesians 2 and 6 says that he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Uh, takes the lights, heavenly lights, and sets them in the heavens. You are a believer, even though you are here, even though we are here, Christ has set us in the heavens with Christ Jesus. John 8 and 12 says, Then said Jesus again to them, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Huh? And then we see in John 9 and 5, it says, as long as I am in the world, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But then in Matthew 5 and 14, he says, you are the light of the world. Uh, you believer, you follower of Christ, you are the light of the world. A city that is on a hill cannot be hid. Huh? He said, I can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't hide the light. The light is real. The light is authentic. He said, you can't hide it. He said, let it shine. Quit, quit trying to hold it back. Let the light, let the light shine. God said, I want to know what he said. And what he said was, let the light shine. And the reason that God said, let his light shine is because God's light is a sign. <clears throat> Jesus. God's light is a sign. He said, I made the light so that the world will know that I make a distinction between darkness and light. Mm, mm. See, if I, if I hadn't have made light, you would think uh, that darkness and light was basically the same thing. Uh, but I made the light. Help me, Holy Ghost. I made the light so that the world could plainly see that God makes a distinction, that this is a sign to the world, it's a sign to hell, it's a sign to heaven, that God has made a distinction between that which is dark and that which is light. Stay with me now. That's in Genesis 1. I want to bring it to you practically today in the spirit that God has sent you and I as the light of the Lord Jesus Christ to shine the light in the world, to let the world know that God has made made a distinction between those who follow Christ and those that don't. Huh? That I can't live my life any way I want to. Uh, I can't straddle the fence and one day I'm going to be right and the next day I'm going to be wrong. Uh, that this is a sign. I'm a sign in the name of Jesus Christ from God himself in the name of Jesus Christ that you can't just do what you want to do. That God makes a distinction. He is sending a sign He's sending a sign 
to all the powers of the world. You know, the, the day I, world I live in today, it's, it, it, everybody working for power. Huh? They, they, don't, they don't care about God. They don't care about the word of God. They don't care about what's right. They don't care about what's wrong. All they care about power. Huh? Huh? There's, a, there's, a, there's a political power. There's a scientific power. Huh? The, it, the LBGT plus got their power. Huh? Power of sexual perversion. There's all kinds of power in the world today. But I am a sign that dominion and power belong to God and to God alone. That's why I'm here today. In the name of Jesus Christ, let my light shine. Huh? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, the light of Christ shining in me is a sign that me and God got the power. He got the power. Jesus got all the power. But because I'm in him and him, he's in me, I'm walking in his power and his authority. That's why I'm here. See, that's why I'm not afraid. That's why I don't step back. That's why I don't get out the way. That's why I don't negotiate or compromise with the devil and with those things that are dark in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why I keep moving forward in the name of Jesus Christ because I'm a sign. I'm a sign. You a sign. The dominion and power belongs to Jesus and his true followers. Huh? We are a sign to the world that we live in today that God is real. Uh, his word is really true and that seasons change. Huh? Oh, I'm so glad that they didn't know that seasons change because I'm sick of the season in this, in this country we're in today. I'm sick of the season that we're in today. Evil proliferating after evil, more and more and more wickedness everywhere I turn that there are people who are no longer caring about God who's in charge of our nation. I'm sick of it. But I'm assigned powers that seasons change. God moves out of the way those things that are dark, those things that won't give him honor, that won't give him glory. He longs suffering. He'll wait. He's patient in the name of Jesus. He wants them to repent and turn to him. But in a moment, in a blinking of an eye, suddenly, uh, there's a change. I'm a, I'm a sign. You, 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 you are a sign. Are you a sign today? Acts 26 and 18 says, I'm a, he says here, to open their eyes. Paul talking to the authority, trying to tell them about the mission that he's on for, for Jesus. He said, the mission that I am on is to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. He said, I'm on an assignment. I, I'm on a mission, man. I'm assigned to the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you letting his light shine? Matthew 5 and 16 says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works, your righteous deeds, and glorify your Father, which is in heaven question that God is asking me and if it gets on you then let it get on you but the question he's asking me Collins are you letting your light shine N not 
just at the church house. Yes, that's a question about the church house. We need to ask a question about the church house. I I didn't come to church just to come to church. I I came to church to serve the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. I came to church to get equipped to go out into the world and make a difference. But he's asking me, Collins, are you you letting my light shine? Am I letting my light shine at at, at, at the church house? Are you letting my light shine in your family? As you deal with your wife, as you deal with your children, as you deal with your grandchildren, is my light shining? Are you letting your light shine at your, your, your workplace, your, your work establishment, and your interactions with your coworkers and with your employers? Are you letting your light you letting your light shine? Are you standing for Jesus? Are you saying, I can't do that, I'm not doing that? I can't do that, I'm not doing that. My king, that doesn't honor my king. I, I got a better way to honor him. That don't honor my king. Uh, are, you letting our, are, you, are we letting our light shine? Are we, letting, are we letting our light shine in the community? We drive along the roadway, we pull into the, the parking lot, we stop at the Kroger, the Publix, wherever it is that we are. Are we letting our light shine? The world is desperate for the light. And God is calling you and I to let his light shine. Is the the light shining? Is the light of Jesus Christ shining in your life? And if it's not shining or if it could shine brighter, what is it that you need to do? Uh, what is it you, that you need to surrender to allow that light to shine? The, word is, the world is in desperate need of the light of Jesus Christ shining through authentic followers of Jesus Christ. Well, you may say, well, Bishop, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not a follower. I'm, I'm not someone who's really given their hearts to, to, to Jesus Christ. Well, I, I want to give you that chance t- tonight to be a follower, to secure your eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ uh, for his glory and for your benefit. And all you have to do, uh, all any of us have to do is just to ask Christ to come into our hearts, surrender our hearts to Jesus Christ. Is it, Lord, that I acknowledge you as God, I acknowledge you as my Savior, and I want to give my heart to you. I want you to have your way in my life. And, I, and you can do that very quickly. And, and when you do it, let, let, let us know because we want to pray for you. Secondarily, I want to just speak quickly to those who over the last year, however long it's been uh, for for some of us, who may have drifted away from the church, drifted away from the word of God, drifted away from the presence of God, from the worship of Jesus Jesus Christ. And I want to say to you tonight that that it's time to come back home. It's time to come back to the house of God. It's time to come back to the old ways. God speaks about this in, in Jeremiah that it's time to return to the old paths, if, if you will, for, for that's the place that we find rest for our souls. That's the place that we find security uh, in, the, in the presence of, of God. So I want to encourage you tonight, wherever your, your home church might be, uh, it's, it's time, if you've been out of church for, for a significant amount of time, it's time to go back to the church. And whatever it is you need to do to go back, I want to encourage you to, to, to do that. Understanding that God is a faithful God, that God is a God that knows how uh, to heal, that knows 
how to deliver, that knows how to hold, that knows how to protect and keep for his glory and for the benefit of those that are his children. Amen? Amen. Well, we love you and we're praying for you. We hope that you're praying for us. We're asking you to pray for us and that we're looking forward to seeing you next week because we got another incredible word uh, that's going to encourage you and it's going to challenge you as you walk with faith. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. See you next week. Take care and God bless. Thank you.